I, I yeah. think that's the path I'm on right now. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. this is where, instead of working out a technical thing, my swing, like yeah. the mental part of it. Yeah. Think box, play box, like. For sure. All yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how was when it stayed open though? Was it just one of the coolest things ever? It was, it was cool. Um, so the week prior to that, I was playing in the USAM, uh, public links. Okay. Um, so they, I don't know if you remember that, but they had the USAM pub links, which was for all like kids that, um, basically like weren't members at private clubs. Oh, okay. So yeah. they had a USAM pub links. You were Chaska Town course? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they had the USAM, which was for, you know, all of them. And so... I went down with a teammate of mine, and we we road tripped. It was in Washington D.C. is where this tournament was. So we drove halfway across the country, right? D.C. had a great time. Didn't pl- I mean? I think I shot seventy one, seventy six, missed match play by a couple strokes. Mm. And so I was a little bummed. Like wasn't playing that great. And John Trasmar, who I was with at the time, he made it to match play. So I caddied for him in the first round. And if he were to win the first round match, we wouldn't have made it back in time for the state open. And so he's he's two up with two to go. And he 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 goes par par. No, par birdie, and the other guy goes birdie eagle. No way. Takes him into extra holes and the other guy pars, John Bogies, right? So he loses. No And so because of John losing, we jumped in the car and we drove back to Minnesota and the very next day was the first round of the state open. Are you serious? Yeah, so, so he... And you wouldn't have came back if no, he was... No, if, if he would have won, we wouldn't have been That was a huge deal. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so he, like, he'll still text me. He's like, hey, DC, like, you know, if I won, like, you know, like, you wouldn't have been the state open. <laughs> Dude. He's like, he's like, so you could thank me. Um, but <laughs> so going into that week, like, I wasn't playing great. Yeah. Um, like, I kind of was, like, a little agitated with golf. Like, you know, my game wasn't where I wanted... And so going into the week, I remember my mom, she came out and watched and she's like, John, like, go have fun. Like, who cares? Like, and my mom was always just like, like, she didn't care what I should do. Yeah. She, she was not a golfer growing up. She didn't care. Like she like, she was just like a super mom in terms of like being like a young athlete. So she's like, John, just go have fun. She's like, I don't want to watch you just be miserable out there. She's like, so would you just go have fun, put a smile on your face, and like, no matter what happens, like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Those are some wise words from John's mom there. And uh, something that I think we all need to just relax and think about sometimes. It's just have fun, man. But everybody, welcome back. We have the Mr. John Dutois in the house today. I hope I said that right, John. Um, this dude is, he's unbelievable. You know, the path that he's chosen, the purpose, and just the intention that he's set in his life to help impact others and spread the message of the Lord and the fellowship and just kind of everything he believes in. So I just kind of want to get right into it. Uh, John is an unbelievably talented and uh skilled golfer. I mean, he won a state championship with Chaska. He went on to play at the U of M where they won a big 10 championship. And then he went to play some professional golf for a few years and had some success and actually won one of the Minnesota state opens. Um, so really cool just to hear him talk about golf and then his purpose. And let's just get right into it. All right. We got John Dutois in the house. Let's All 
All right, everyone. Well, welcome back. I have uh, the Mr. John in the house tonight. How are we doing, bud? I'm doing good, Austin. Thanks for thanks for inviting me to be on the show. I'm pumped. Um, I know I've listened to your podcast a few times before, so happy to be here, man. Dude, it's awesome to have you. And we connected over at the State Open. John was caddying for one of my playing competitors, Jack, and uh, it was awesome, man. It was. Uh, we just instantly connected. Uh, kind of yeah. health, everything. And it was uh, just fun to make that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was caddying for a young, young stud, Jack Johnson, who is going to be a freshman at North Dakota State. He's got game. Uh, by he, the way. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It was super fun to watch and, and just a sweet opportunity to be able to serve him out there and, and caddying for him. And so, yeah, Austin and I kind of, kind of hit it off after we were, you know, kind of, kind of chatting up and down the fairways and, and just kind of, Obviously had a lot in common, so um, it was fun to get to know you over those those few days. Yeah, and so what you're doing right now is working with uh, what is the college fellowship? Yeah, college golf fellowship. College golf fellowship. Yep. 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 And go ahead and kind of talk what you're doing. It's super cool. Yeah. So I got involved with college golf fellowship when I was a junior. So I played golf at the University of Minnesota. When mm-hmm. I was a junior, I went on this retreat. It was at a PGA Tour player's home. Um, and they have these retreats, whether it's, you know, all across the country, Webb Simpson, Bubba Watson. I mean, we even had Tony Romo host a retreat. So a lot of these, you know, big name athletes yeah. you know, will host these two and three day retreats to kind of allow college guys to go to and learn more about golf, life and faith. And so I went on one of these my junior year. It was completely free. I thought I was like, gosh, this has got to be too good to be true. So I went on it and literally it changed my life, kind of the trajectory of my faith journey and just my, um, you know, kind of uh, appreciation for, um, you know, the Lord in my life. And so now fast forward, yeah, College Golf Fellowship, basically now being on staff with them, we aim to connect relationally with these college guys and college coaches with the hope of the gospel um, and and to be able to come alongside them and help them grow in all areas of golf life and faith. So, um, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So yeah. what, what does that look like day to day? Like yeah. when you were caddying for Jack, is yeah. it always at events or, you know, what's the whole role look like? Yeah. So yeah, a lot of different hats kind of, you know, depends on the day, but um, basically, you know, we'll do anything from in individual dis- discipleship, you know, we'll get together with guys, help them grow in their faith. Um, we'll do some counseling, you know, if guys are going through difficult times, kind of being that that consistent presence and friend and kind of mentor that these guys can, can, can go to in anything in life. Um, and I think the biggest thing, right, so that meet, right, we'll do discipleship, Bible studies, we'll host these retreats, um, you know, we'll travel to, you know, the college events and do Bible studies the night before the tournament. So just being consistently there, kind of showing up and um, being a friend of these guys when when they need it. And, you know, I think having, having you know, thinking back to my years in college, you know, the college years are such an important kind of time in your life on, on which path you go down. So to kind of be there to, to help them navigate what that looks like in life um, is, is just super rewarding. So I think that's one of the biggest things that young people need is just a good yeah. mentor. And I, well, we were talking earlier about how we were felt like we didn't quite have that mentorship or guide yeah. that you know, could have pushed us through the growth when we yep. needed it. Yeah. So that's awesome that you can you know, be there for yeah. these guys. 
Have you always had the strong faith, you know, growing up and everything? Yeah, so I I would say, you know, it, it was something that, that whether I knew it or not, God was always super important to me. Um, you know, when I was I just thinking back on this story, kind of like what triggered it. I was playing with a high school teammate of mine. I think I was a junior in high school at the time. Um, and I had gone to church, you know, we would go as a family, um, you know, growing up, but this kid had uh, John 3.16 written on his golf glove. And I was like, gosh, like, what, what is that? Like, I, like, I wonder why he, he wrote that on his glove. And so we ended up, right, like, I asked him a question, and we ended up just talking about it for, for I'm pretty, probably the whole round that we played. And so I was like, wow, that was amazing. Like, it's cool to see someone kind of bring his faith into his sport. Mm. Um, and so from that moment on, it, it really kind of sparked, you know, kind of this, these deep questions that I had that I just didn't have the kind of the, the audacity to ask them, whether it was at church or youth group or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I, I started to kind of ask those questions and really get answers. And then my freshman year of college, um, I was baptized by our church, um, and that was kind of the the starting point to kind of my faith journey becoming my own in college. And then did you did you kind of know that faith was something that you wanted to kind of do for your life? No, no, not at all. Um, I would say as I continued kind of that, you know, um, just kind of growing in my faith, growing more into the likeness of Jesus, I I remember as I graduated college, I kind of had this like, gosh, do I want to play golf? Do I not? You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I decided I was going to, you know, turn pro and, and play professionally, which was awesome, was such a blessing to be, kind of be able to go to the places that, that we go through golf, right? You know very well yeah. that, man, you know, being able to travel around the country and play golf, like it was such a blessing to be able to experience a lot of that. Um, but then, you know, I just kind of felt this tug on my heart, um, you know, that I wanted to to kind of do more with helping other people. Um, and, um, you know, CGF was kind of that, that perfect mix of being able to combine, you know, the passion for golf, but also my passion for the Lord and being able to encourage guys in that, um, was kind of really what interested me. And, and, you know, I couldn't imagine kind of setting up a job description that, you know, is kind of better suited for me. So, yeah. It's just funny how you just kind of, it flows into that and how yeah. life works. We were talking yeah. about how the identities change Yeah, and, you were a golfer your whole life. Yep. And for those who don't know, I mean, John was one heck of a golfer, man. Uh, a <laughs> while <mean>, ago. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but state yeah. championship in high school, right? Yeah. Yep. And then Big Ten championship at U of M? Yep. My sophomore. Yeah, that was our sophomore year. Yep. That's so cool. And yeah. then the Minnesota State Open, right? Yeah. What year yep. was that? That was after my freshman year. So 2013, I think. That's so yeah. Minnesota State Open champion. <laughs> yeah. Was that where was that? Bunker Hills? No, it was at oh gosh, where was it? Um Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Huh? Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't even know when I was when you were caddy, I had no idea. That's yeah. just that's yeah. so cool. So yeah, I mean you I mean had some awesome success with golf. Yeah. You went and uh you know, tried to play professionally and mm -hmm. you said you kinda got it going for a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. kinda found your flow. What was that like? Yeah, you know, and, and golf, it's funny because the more sometimes you put into it, kind of the more pressure and kind of, you know, your expectations rise mm -hmm. um, and which which when that happens, sometimes you feel like you should be shooting 
lower scores than you actually are, right? And that's right. super frustrating. Um, and yeah. so, you know, when when I like this kind of flow that you're talking about, right? As as golfers, you know, I think we all can relate that you know you just kind of get out of your own way and and it, you just try to simplify things. Um, and that's what I did. I tried to simplify things, and the next thing you know. Um, you know, was kind of on a stretch where I was shooting some scores that I'd really never shot before. Um, and so that was a lot, a lot of fun, but yeah, kind of back to that identity piece that, that, that you were talking about earlier. I think, you know, when, when you, when you pursue a sport kind of your whole life, you know, that can kind of be what people define you as Mm. of, and especially in golf, you know, you're always putting up a number at the end of the day. And so it's easy to be defined by that specific number right um, it's so unique golf like yeah. it's literally just a number like it's crazy you can yeah. play well in other sports and still lose but be have yeah. like yeah. you just post that but anyway you, yeah. you, you post that number right and sometimes you can play well and shoot 75 yeah. and other people are going to see that and be like oh man he had a horrible day you know and and so you know you're defined by this number and that number is kind of the result of like, you know, trying to like please other people. And so you have this roller coaster of your identity being caught up in what other people think of you. Um, I, I, real quick, I think it was yeah. really powerful what you said earlier about how your friends would text you on the really good yeah. days. Yeah. And you wouldn't hear from them how that like weighed right. on you a little right. bit. Yeah. It, it, it always was kind of like a pet peeve of mine, right? Like it, it always seemed like the night before the final round of like a tournament when you're playing really well. Like you're just, you know, your phone's flood, you know, just flooded with text from, but, oh, hey, oh man, like keep going. Like you're doing great. Yeah. Like, oh, go get them tomorrow. And then, right. Like, I mean, I've had plenty to where, you know, you show up in the final round, whether you're leading or you're up there and you just don't play well. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then you don't hear from them you right. know, until the next tournament you're playing well. Yeah. Um, and so there's this constant identity, you know, kind of battle. Um mm. And that's kind of what kind of called me, right, to, to do what I'm doing now, to understand and to let these guys know, like, we're not what other people think of us. You know, we're not our score at the end of the day. Um, and, right, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're what God says about us, right? Mm-hmm. And that is we're loved, we're forgiven. Um, and just to be able to kind of sit in that truth, right, I think is, is is so refreshing and there's just so much freedom in that um, because of that identity thing that we were talking about with the golf score. And that's got to be just so tough for the yeah. pros, the guys who are doing it for a living. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was, I, I think for me, you know, as just a PGA professional, just in the last year, I think the most growth I've made in my game is just not having my identity in mind score. Yeah. Just not, you know whether I shoot whatever, it doesn't really affect who what I think of myself yeah. at all. Yeah. And again, I don't play for a living or some of these amateurs, but like it I think anyone, even just your average guy, like we take so much stock in, you know, yeah. what we go shoot, it's like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And and yeah, I I remember Rory McElroy talking about it um in in one of his press conferences, I don't know which tournament, but he just he basically talked about at the end of the day, my family's still going to love me. You know, I'm still going to go home and I'm still going to have the people who truly care about me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to think any less of me. And and it's so true to have that approach, right? Yes. When, you know, and as you're getting into the game, you're getting into tournaments, right? Like it, it's super exciting, but it also can be hard just because, you know, of, of kind of what other people are thinking. But for you to kind of have the peace of mind that, you know, it, yeah. it's golf, right? Yeah. I mean, you can wake up one day and, 
shoot 65 and you can wake up the very next day and shoot 80, right? And it's well, you like... can shoot 65. <laughs> Take me a few more. Uh, but yeah, it's no, in totally there. I know your game. Saying. I saw it. it. It's there, Austin. Yeah, but I totally get what you're saying. And it's just like, like you said, get out of your own way. Yeah. I'm reading this book by Pia Nelson right now. It's, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like their Golf 54, Vision 54. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. Anna Kassorans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just talking about like basically getting out of your own way, vision and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's so true to my game because I can sit and stripe the ball and all this type of stuff. And then you get out there and I'll, I'll post an 86. And it's like, there's rounds, like a round I played, where I don't commit to one of the shots. Yeah. Like I don't, I stand over wedges and I just question whether I'm going to hit it right. When I'm sitting comfortably and I, I can put this thing to like three feet. Right. When I'm sitting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's just that part of like you're saying, getting out, like just yeah. committing, believing yeah. in what you're doing. Exactly. And making golf simple yeah. again. Yeah. And, and and those wedges, right? Like yeah. like you said, you can sit there and, and you can hit them solid over and over and over on the range, right? Yeah. And then you get out in a tournament and it's like all, all of a sudden these thoughts and these emotions like creep in and you're like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I've never hit a golf ball before. <laughs> yeah. And so it's funny how that works. Yeah. It's always, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. So golf, there's so much to the mental game, but yeah. finding that flow. And that's why I wanted yeah. to ask about the flow state. You said, yeah. uh, so after college, you mentioned yep. that it got a little tough you're yeah. at, at Minnesota the last few years. Yeah. Was there, when, when you went back to summer and you just started playing golf, yeah. was there certain things that kind of led to that? you know, just relax and that peace of mind. Yeah, I, I mean, whenever, whenever I feel like my foundation and, and kind of my faith is the priority in my life, I feel like everything else just seems to kind of fall into place. Mm. Um, and I know, you know, you kind of talked about that earlier, or we kind of talked about it a little bit before this, but, um, you know, it just kind of seems like, you know, everything, you know, in kind of my role with CGF right now, you know, just kind of things happen to, to just kind of put me in this place right now. And so as I, I, as I continue to kind of grow, right, and just kind of keep my foundation and, you know, my, my perspective in, in order, I feel like kind of the golf stuff just kind of took care of itself, you know, and I just okay. had kind of had that piece. Um, but I think the biggest thing, too, with with kind of finding that, that, that you know, kind of flow state like you were talking about, I mean, it it's hard, but, you know, I, I had it the other week, you know, I was playing with some buddies and some college guys, and, you know, it's like those days where you go out and it's like, even if you try to miss, like you, you can't. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and it's just funny. Like it doesn't happen often, yeah. but when it does happen, it's like, okay, like what, why did that happen? And when you're able to just kind of get out of your own way and just truly kind of be reactionary instead of, right. Like, you know, trying to overanalyze like, oh, is my swing look good? Like, oh, is it in the right position? Like usually when I'm worried about that stuff is, is when I, you know, start hitting it sideways. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're just flowing. You're yeah. playing the game. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. When you don't have any swing thoughts, then you're actually thinking about the flight of the right. ball. And right. Yeah. That's yep. so awesome. Yeah. I actually had somebody reach out to me on social media and they're like, yeah, I was with John the other day. He shot 63 at Chaska. Is that the day you're talking about? <laughs> it was the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, so you still got the game in there, huh? It, it, it's still there. And, and you know, I, I, I love getting out and playing, but, um, you know, I think now, you know, being able to use golf kind of as a platform mm. to kind of share, right, the hope, um, you know, of, of our faith and to be able to encourage guys in that. You know, it's funny kind of how I see golf now. Like I see it as a way to encourage, connect, and to uplift other people rather mm. than just kind of think about myself and how I'm going to get the golf ball in the hole, right? That's so great, um, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just a pathway to do which, more. Yeah, which which right like has brought a lot of freedom. Like when I do go play, like yeah. I don't practice anymore, you know. And so I'll just kind of go and and tee it up, and it's funny, um, you know, because I'm not so focused on golf, and like that's my primary focus. It's funny how it just kind of, you know, gives you some freedom to get, to go let go and just kind of free it up. And that's when probably you're going to play the best. Right, that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But what you're saying about, you know, Inspire, I think that's the thing that I love about golf the most, and maybe just athletics, is yeah. the inspiring aspect. I mean, think about Tiger Woods playing, how many people he inspired yeah. to play golf and play better and just, like, compete and have mm-hmm. a purpose. And all these young kids who are now athletic, like, it, he gave them all purpose. Yeah. And, like, the power of inspiring others, I just love that about golf. Like, yeah. I know for my journey, you know, I'll get a few messages every once in a while. Like, hey, it's so cool how far you've come and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like if, if someone can take that away from a kid shooting, you know, 95 every time to being able to play some decent golf, like yep. hopefully they're just like, all right, I can do that. Yeah. And like you're saying, like yeah. these kids are like, okay, I can do a John. Like that's yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Like, man, if I can do that, like, man, anybody could. Um, you know, there's there, there's no, nothing special that, you know, of, of what I have that other people can't do. And so... Yeah, for these guys to kind of have that freedom, right? And these younger kids, you know, specifically to be able to kind of experience that freedom um, that comes with, you know, playing for a bigger purpose than just mm-hmm. write your scorecard at the end of the day um, is super rewarding. And um, yeah, you know, golf is funny in a sense, like it's so different than so many other sports because, for example, right, like you and I, we're out there on the golf course, right? And we're able to kind of have these conversations and kind of connect on things yeah. to which, you know, if we we're playing basketball or football, we, you know, we wouldn't be talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be so, giving you shoulder bumps. Yeah, yeah. You'd be, you'd be, you know, hitting me as I cross across the field on a, you know, an in route, you know, yeah. wide receiver. But, um, yeah. That's so true, man. To be able yeah. to connect and there's yeah. just nothing like golf. Yeah. Isn't it not the yeah. greatest game? Oh, it's great. Yeah. And, and everyone, I feel like all the other athletes who like finish their careers, they get into golf. And oh, they're just yeah. like, dude, this is the best. Yeah. And, and and it's funny. So it's funny you say that, like bringing other athletes. So I played, when, when did I play with? I played with Greg Jennings, I think, last fall at Hazeltine, right? Like gr- great wide receiver. Yeah. Um, Good person. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. guy. Un- unreal. And, for us to be able to kind of have the conversations that we did as we were walking the fairways. But one thing that he said to me, he goes, when I stopped playing football, he retired young um, or younger than most. uh, But when he stopped playing football, he said, as soon as he started playing golf, it was like this, this like burning passion that he was like, okay, I'm not good at it right now. He's like, but like me being the athlete that I am, like I want to get good at it. And so, and now he, right. Like, he you can know, play. He's improving. He's yeah. he's playing great. Um, so it's cool to see kind of the athletes kind of take that take that kind of uh, um, approach to a, you know kind of golf. So I can't tell you how many buddies just <laughs> like that football player, best friends. Yeah. I mean, my brother too. He just getting into. He's like. I can play this game long term. Like this is where all my competitive. Like I'm yeah. gonna be great at this game. Yeah, and yeah. it's just such a fun game to be able to pursue like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as a golf nerd myself and just a PGA bro, I need to ask you just a few golf yeah. specific yeah. things. Like it'd be a disservice to not <laughs> dive into you as yeah. a golfer. Um, you said you know when you first went to college, you're hitting you know 260, 270. Yeah. And you started by the end of college, you were training, you gained some distance. Yeah. What kind of things? Uh, did you kind of do to, you know, add that distance? 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing, right, like when you think of trying to hit the golf ball farther, right, you see Bryson DeChambeau right Yeah, now. You know, he's put on a ton of weight to try and hit the golf ball farther. But I think the biggest thing, you know, I, I mean, you can get into the gym and do curls all day long, but that's not necessarily going to tra- translate into mm. hitting the golf ball farther. And so what I did was kind of like a combination of flexibility and strength, okay. you know, like to, to put on a little muscle, but to also put on a little bit of flexibility to where you're able to utilize that right. in the golf swing. Ooh. Um, and so that's kind of what, what I did. Right. And I know we talked a little bit about nutrition and, you know, I started to eat a lot better. I, I ate horribly growing up. Me too, so man. Once I kind of, kind of started to understand the correlation between kind of training and fitness as well as nutrition. It, it seemed to really go a long way in terms of helping me gain some speed and um, just more kind of a- athletic ability. How about for like energy too? Did you oh, notice so a much difference? more energy, yeah. You know, so, so in college, the first day of the tournament is usually 36 holes, right? Mm. So you're out there from sun up to sundown. Some days, you know, some tournaments, we wouldn't even finish all 36 holes just because, you know. Daylight's closed, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and typically when you play um, in tournaments, the rounds are really slow. And so we, right, we'd go out, we'd play 36 holes, and after that, I, I would, you know, my first couple of years, I was always just like, I don't want to touch a club, I'm exhausted, this is horrible. Yes. Um, to where, like, my junior and senior year, as I started to kind of focus a little bit more on nutrition and strength and getting in the gym a little bit more, I started to like see that those days became actually a lot easier. Mm. Um, and not only like just that day, like the 36 whole day, but then waking up the next day and having to go out and play again, um, you know, to kind of have, you know, energy to do that. Yeah. You know, I could really, uh, notice a difference. So what things were you doing? Like how were you recovering better? What foods were you eating? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I just grew up, I loved like candy. I love sweets, right? Like a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so for me, I kind of cut out a lot of the sugars. I started, you know, I, I completely eliminated like soda and all of that, you know, you were a soda guy. Oh, I was, Oh um, You know, I, and, and once I cut that out, you know, just, just started, you know, sticking to drinking water. Um, and that was pretty much it. Um, eating healthy fats and proteins and just lots of, Mm. you know, lots of whole foods and vegetables. Um, I really started to kind of, kind of see that, see that difference in how it made me feel. Dang. It's so powerful. Isn't it? it? The shift. It is. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. So what's yeah. a, what's a go-to meal? What's some favorites for you? Uh, go-to meal. Honestly, I love, I love just like a big salad, you know, maybe put like some salmon on there, avocado. Mm. Um, I know you're a big avocado guy. Big time. Um, yeah. Um, just, you know, steaming, you know, whether it's broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, just, you know, a lot of these, these vegetables, um, you know, as much as I can. So yeah, love a good salad. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, a nice kind of salmon, sweet potato, um, and a little salad kind of for dinner is, is usually my go-to. That sounds so good. (laughs) Dude, I'm like, I just love the veggies too. Like we played, so the other day we played 49 holes with my buddies, 49. So like you were talking, (laughs) oh, it's just a blast ripping around cards. There's just nothing better. But after I was like, just death, so tired. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, I need veggies. So we go to Subway yeah. and I go through and I'm, 
like the veggie line. I'm like, give me extra banana pepper, yeah. olives, pickle, yeah. like. And after, I just felt a world better. Yeah. Just getting that stuff. Just yeah. The greens, though, it just makes a huge difference. Well, yeah. And when you expend so much energy, right, like your body is craving nutrients, mm-hmm. right? Like you need to refuel. And so, you know, if, if you're just to kind of go to, and, and I'm not like harping on anybody who goes to fast food or any of that stuff, because I get it, right? Yeah. Like oh, me life too. is busy and you, 100%. You, know, you need kind of that quick meal. But when you're able to kind of, feel your body with like nutrients such as vegetables and, and kind of avoid kind of the empty, empty kind of calorie meals with, with little nutrients. It's crazy. Just kind of how, how, how your body's able to recover and just kind of feel better quickly. Um, unbelievably true. Yeah. And like, for me, it's just like when I start to get down, especially after like a long weekend with friends and we're like yeah. out and we're fast food a lot. Yeah. I'll notice the next few days I'm like, why? I don't feel very good. Yeah. Like, and it's just the food. It is. It's, yeah. it's the constant food. And you yeah. don't even think about it. You're like, oh, what's yeah. wrong? Am I stressed? But like sometimes it's just what are you nourishing yourself yeah. with? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I kind of have like this principle, right, of, of kind of focusing on, right, faith, food, and fitness. Kind of having like these, these three, th- three Fs, right? You know, being the faith, you know, the most important and then food, right? Kind of, kind of being that nourishment and then, um, you know, kind of getting your body moving a little bit. So that's kind of what I like faith, to Faith, food, to. fitness. Yeah. That's good. We could talk about fitness for a long time. But <laughs> well, we could. For we'll sure. save that one for next yeah. time. Uh, I want to get back golf. So when you, uh, when you were practicing, you know, yeah. when you were getting better, even, you know, growing up, what things do you feel like really helped? Like efficiently practice? Yeah. What what habits, games, routines, anything? Yeah. Did you feel like really helped you? Yeah. You know, I, I had this notion when I started to play professionally that I just had to practice and be on the golf course all day. Uh, right. That's kind of like what you hear. Like, right. oh, you know, you got to go, you know, dig it out of the dirt, you know, type of attitude. Ben Hogan. That, you're right. It's in and the dirt. Yeah. I, you know, th- there is, you know, that, that, that level of wanting to work hard. But I think now we're starting to understand, you know, how do you work hard but work smart at the same mm-hmm. time? And Webb Simpson has always been, been somebody that I look up to, uh, you know, a lot, not only just in his approach and his devotion to the Lord, but also in the way that he goes about kind of his, his kind of practice, right, and, okay. and his improvement. And so he likes to kind of split it up. You know, if if he's going to go to the range for a couple hours, he's going to he's gonna do a short game for 45 minutes. He's going to go putt for, you know, 45 minutes, and then he's going to go kind of finish up with with long game, focusing on the, you know, kind of the, the full swing. But, but he's really disciplined in, okay, if I'm going to go practice for two hours, like that's it. I'm going to go for two hours. I'm going to get my work in and, you know, maybe he'll go play after or, you know, go finish up with nine holes. Right. But he's like, once I leave the golf course, like I leave it, it's done. Like Mm. I don't think about it. You know, I kind of have my structured routine and his approach to, to, to improvement. Um, But yeah, once, once I kind of learned that, Hey, you know what? I can go have a really productive two hours of practice and get better Versus going and having, you know, sitting on your phone half the day over a 10 hour, you know, time of the course and you're really not getting better. You're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Um, So that intentionality of how you go about, you know, structuring your practice and being disciplined and just focused throughout that time, I think was huge. And that's something you feel like you pretty adopted pretty yes, well yeah. when you're playing. Kind of, you know, I didn't at first, right? Yeah. And I think I just kind of got worn out um, from that. Mm. 
that kind of daily grind, right? I know we like to use that word in golf, right? Yeah. Got to go grind. Um, But, um, you know, when you're able to kind of have more of a structured, you know, two hour window to where you're fully, you know, engaged the whole time. I think that's when, when I really started to kind of notice improvement Mm. and, and, and it became more fun that way too. Yeah. And I, you know, I've heard through the, the rumor grapevines, you're a hell of a ball striker. <laughs> and that's where I feel like I struggle a little bit with in, inconsistent contact. Yeah. Is there anything that you felt, you know, any way you just a way you swing it or anything yeah. that's really helped with that? Or is it just, yeah. I picked up a club, man, and I hit it good. No, no, definitely not that. Um, I think the biggest thing is so many people want to focus on like like how it looks right like we want it to look good and so we're working on so many different things in the golf swing Mm. you know so many different positions and i think the biggest thing for me that i focused on is just the basic fundamentals of setup grip alignment posture just making sure that those things are kind of in place and then just focusing on rhythm and 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 just kind of tempo Mm. um Cause it's kind of hard to hit a bad golf shot when you're in really good tempo and you have really good, yeah. rhythm, right. Even, even if your, your rhythm or your positions might be a little bit off, if you have good rhythm and good timing and good tempo, like that usually is going to take care of itself. Mm, that's so true. Yeah. I feel like 90% of the things can go back to tempo, yeah. especially when I'm playing bad specifically. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, when you get in kind of the heat of the moment, it's easy to, you know, your heart gets racing, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you get nervous and, you know, you, you kind of speed up without even really noticing it. And so, yeah, trying just to swing smooth, I feel like has always been, been something I've, you know, tried to focus maybe a little bit more on than, than other people do. Okay. Smoothing it out. How about, uh, the mental game? Like, you know, you say, you know, you're following your tempo, trying to really swing smooth when you're in that tough situation, of course, the shot you don't like, the visually unpleasing water, whatever. Are there any things that have really helped you kind of dial in? Yeah. I mean, that, right. I mean, that's still a battle, right. For all of us as, for sure. as we golf, trying to figure out because, you know, the mind is a very, you know, or, or any athlete, you know, for that, for that matter, um, your mind is super important in how you, you handle not only the good times, but also right. The, the times of adversity. And so for me, you know, I'm not saying that, that this works, works great because I have holes, right. Where you get up and it just doesn't set up well and you get nervous and you get, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of flinchy. Um, but I just try to go back to the basics of, Hey, where's my target? You know, what shot am I trying to hit? And when I get nervous, I, I actually want to swing a little bit harder. You know, I know a lot of people try to, you know, maybe they'll take like a, a club more and try to ease it. Um, but for me, I've noticed like when I kind of commit to one and say, Hey, you know what, there's my target, commit to it and let it rip. I like, usually that's a, that's kind of a, a way for me to avoid maybe some of the things, right. You mm. look down in the fairway and there's water, right. Out of bounds left. Sometimes like that's the only thing that people notice Yeah, is like where not to hit it. Whereas, okay, where am I trying to hit it? Where's my target? And just free it up and let it rip. Um, aggressive. Yeah, you yeah. can commit to that. That's so great. Yeah. Yep. Dang, man. Yeah. It's harder said than it, done. It though. is. Oh, trust me. Like there's there's times, right? And you know, where I'll get up to a hole and and I'll do exactly the opposite of what I just said, just because like I wasn't thinking right. Um, but right, that's kind of where the the clarity and just the you know the mental strength comes comes back into play. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> man. So 
your purpose. You've kind of you're figuring out yeah. where you're going. Yeah. Um, but you you mentioned earlier you were playing in a tournament. You were in Q school. Yeah. You know the third round and or the second round you played amazing. Your yeah. best four day. What was it? Yeah. Twenty one under. So yeah, it was twenty one. So so it, funny story on that. So a coworker of mine now, Jason Allred, he was on the PGA tour for a while. He's he's awesome, super dear friend. But he, I was talking to him um, a couple days before, and he said he had played Q School the year before at that at that site. Okay. And I was like, oh, nice. Like, what'd you shoot? And he goes, oh, 20 under. And I was like, oh, what? Like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah. He's like, hey, I'll challenge you. Like, go go beat that. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, sure. And so I kind of had, like, this this little kind of challenge in my mind the whole week of trying to beat Jason's Game within under. a game. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got to 21 under. And and I got a two stroke penalty the final round, so which brought me back to nineteen. And no so, way! And so he still g- gives me a hard time about that. Um, what was the two stroke penalty for? So my my ball, I hit my ball in the fescue, and 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 it, it it was sitting up like a good foot into the fescue, and when I went to like go kind of take my club back, the ball just like dropped. Oh man! And so I didn't, and then I didn't go through like the correct. Like there's so many like weird rules in golf, and so I didn't go through like the correct procedure after that, and mm-hmm. so it was a one-stroke penalty. Plus, I didn't replace the ball. Oh, move and it so back! They, yeah. yeah, so they added another one. Luckily, it didn't matter, you know, of me advancing uh, through Q school, but it still was a little bit bummer because I didn't I didn't beat Jason's twenty under. Yeah, <laughs> dang! Come yeah, on, yeah. Um, so. Did you win that tournament in the Q School? No, I think I... And this was a kind of another realization of just like how good the guys are, but I think I finished seventh. I okay. think the other guy who won was like 27 under or something like that. So, yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. It is crazy how many great players there are, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. But anyway, so you got a... You know, you said you had that really great round through Crew School, yeah. some of the best golf you played. You're kind of yeah. on the track to, yeah. you know, realize these dreams, but yeah. you, said, you said you always didn't know for sure, even yeah. after that. Yeah. I, I remember specifically, I was on hole 14 and the final round and, and knowing that, hey, you know what, I had some wiggle room to kind of, you know, qualify. Um, you know, I, I was able just to kind of kind of soak it in the last few holes. And I remember coming up 14 and I, I remember hitting my drive in the fairway and as I was walking up to my ball, I just kind of had like like this kind of kind of nudge of like, gosh, like, is this really like what I want to do? Right. So here I am, you know, I'm, 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 you know, pursuing, trying to get on the PGA Tour. I'm playing well, you know, I'm kind of on my way. Yeah. Um, and yet, like, I still felt like that unfulfillment of like, gosh, like, is this like, is this it? Like, is this all that I want to do with my life? And so you know, that was when I really kind of started to understand, okay, like, you know, as you mentioned earlier, kind of my purpose, like what, you know, who am I, like, what, what am I defined by? And, and I just didn't want to be defined by golf and golf alone. And so that's kind of where, right. Kind of God led me into, you know, now being on staff with college golf fellowship and, you know, kind of focusing my efforts more on, you know, loving God and loving other people. Mm. So you talked about your identity and yeah. how you've just kind of shifted out of that. Um, was it hard to give up playing golf? And oh, like, absolutely. It- yeah, it it was really hard. And and right, like you being an athlete, you know, just kind of like the dedication that goes into pursuing sport and trying to be good at that at at, at what you do. Yeah. Um, 
And so for me, like, even though I felt like I didn't have my identity wrapped in golf, um, you know, during that time, yeah, when kind of golf was, you know, then kind of not taken away, but when I wasn't focusing as much on golf, like I, I, I specifically remember being like, wow, like maybe my identity was wrapped up in golf. Oh um, yeah. Cause even like family members, right? Like they're kind of, you know, you're known as like, you know, for me, like John the golfer, right? And so when golf isn't there, I felt like people like really didn't know like, okay, like how do I talk to John, right? Like, man, like he didn't play a tournament recently. So like, you know. What are we talking about? Right. Yeah. Um, but that was just a very, you know, big realization of just where my identity lied and, and uh um, yeah, just, just kind of that greater purpose rather than, right. Just playing for a score, you know, yeah. trying to, trying to ultimately, right. Use that as a way to encourage and provide hope and help for, for other people. So, yeah. dude, it's, it's amazing what you're doing there. Yeah. No, thank and you. That's, and it, it really is though, because we need it. You know, yeah. I could have used that when I was younger and people yeah. really need that, man. So to yeah. be, you know, selflessly saying, you know, this isn't for me yeah. anymore. Like I need this more fulfillment. Right. It's really important. Yeah. Appreciate and, 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 you know, it's one of those things too, like, you know, getting together with guys, whether, you know, they, they have questions, whether they're kind of, you know, struggling to, to make good choices or whatever, like just to know that like they have a friend that they can go to kind of wherever they're at in life. Right. Mm. Um, that, that, that they can kind of, they can kind of trust. And so, you know, being kind of that voice and, and just that, that consistent presence in their life, um, I think is, yeah, something that I would have loved more of in college, yes. like you said. So now to kind of have that and to be able to be a resource for these guys is is awesome. For like someone listening who maybe isn't doing what they want to do or, you know, yeah. maybe are second guessing themselves. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you think to just, you know, that helped you kind of get into where you wanted to be or actually like make the jump to like, you know what, I want to actually yeah. do this? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is to to not think of what other people are going to say or think of kind of like, you know, your, your path. Right. Mm. Um, cause the biggest thing for me as I was transitioning from golf to, to kind of, you know, ministry with college golf fellowship was kind of the, the opinions of other people. Um, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, you can't give up golf. Like, man, like keep going. Like you're like, what are you doing? You're so like, good. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and not even like, you know, like the fact that, you know, I felt like, cause deep down, like I never had like that confidence of like, Oh, like, you know, like I'm good at golf. Right. I always kind of had those doubts of like, Oh, mm. I'm never good enough. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not this person or I'm not that. And, and, and so, but back to kind of that, that, you know, advice for people who are trying to figure out their purpose, um, is, you know, just to not, not look at other people of what they're going to tell you that you should do. Right. Cause deep down, you know, we, you know, have those, you know, those promptings. And for me, I, you know, as I was transitioning, I relied a lot on prayer and just, you know, trying to figure out, okay, like, what do I do now? Like, where do I go? Mm-hmm. Um, and just felt like I got a lot of clarity from that and being able to live out a purposeful life of not what other people think that you should do, but knowing what you should do yourself, I think is the biggest thing. And again, one of those hard things, it's like yeah. really hard to, you know, not let people down, but like not right. listen to that outside right. noise. Yeah. And yeah. Listen to what other people are thinking yeah. and saying. And it's, that's a really yeah. good one though, yeah. because yeah. those voices, I mean, they, they can impact what you're doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one 
kind of story. You know, I remember specifically going to so many different people and asking like, hey, what should I do? And it seemed like everybody had a different opinion on what I should do. And I, I felt like I was trying to get clarity from asking other people for their advice, but I just felt more confused because I was like, oh my gosh, like now what the heck do I do? Right. But I remember someone, someone telling me like, hey, John, like when's the last time like you just spent enough time like alone, like in the word or in prayer, like with God to where like you heard his voice and kind of his prompting, right? And I was like, gosh, that, that's so true. And so I did that and just felt a lot of peace at what direction, um, you know, I should go. So, yeah. There's so much clarity in that time, yeah. like prayer and yeah. just spending time. Like, yeah. And, you know, today, I think you said you don't do social media much. Like, yeah. You no. said you're healthier, better. Yeah. But that's that's one of the biggest issues, I think, is it takes away people from thinking like this, finding yeah. their purpose, because you can just sit and click social media, right. social media. Yeah. And then you never just sit there and think. Yeah. TV. Yeah. You know, there's this. What's distraction? What are we doing? Yeah. Who just like actually goes and spends an hour where they're like, hey, let me spend some time with God myself yeah. and figure out, yeah. you know, what I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's a big reason why I'm not on social media. And and I think there are great benefits to mm-hmm. utilizing social media in a in a healthy way. Um but yet it, it's so easy to get down that rabbit hole of just right, like constantly scrolling through the feed and trying to figure out like, okay, like trying to figure out what your purpose is by just going on and just kind of, you know, seeing what social media has to say about it. Um, the and so, real yeah, them. yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it it was funny. I, I, I'm not going to say any names, but I recently was with a kid who said he was trying to get his screen time down. Uh, and I was like, Oh, that's great. Like, you know, good for you. I think we all could, you know, do a little bit better job on our screen time and being on, you know, our devices. And I asked him, Oh, you know, you know, what are you, you know, how long are you spending on your phone? And he said during the pandemic, it was 10 hours a day screen time no way <laughs> oh and so right like you can see just like how much like you know you you would miss from just focusing so much on your screen 10 hours, 10 on hours. The yeah a day. yeah it's not like i'm in much like i yeah. mean i'm not 10 hours but like yeah. i can relate though it's yeah. just like yeah. wow yeah yeah it's crazy but like you said there's for me, like, I don't really necessarily love social media. Like, yeah. I, there's so many times I've wanted to just delete all of them and yeah. be like, this is, but the power of connection. And yeah. there's so many great positive. I've learned so much. Yeah. I've connected with some amazing people, you know? So, again, there's, the, like yeah. you said, there's a the great thing, but gosh, guys, we all got to be aware of that yeah. time. And, yeah. And just having boundaries, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's great to be able to kind of, like you said, you utilize it for that connection piece um, just because it is so powerful for that. But yet understanding, okay, like what's too much for me, mm-hmm. um, I think is a big, a big thing that you should just kind of be intentional about. Yeah. And like I was sitting here with you, you're so present. Like I can tell we're, me and you right now, we are so involved <laughs> in this conversation though. There's nothing else. Yeah. There's no distraction. Yeah. And I've noticed like when I go times without my phone, I become just a better person even yeah. at work. Yeah. Even when there's not that, I'm just more connected, yeah. more yeah. there, more yeah. present. And when I'm around just checking my phone, checking my phone, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a subconscious thing. It starts to distract. So yeah, I think that's really cool that you do no, that, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I, you know, and there are times, right, that it's, it's harder than others, but you said like, I, 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 I can tell in a difference in just kind of like my overall kind of like life of okay 
Like I can tell I've been spending too much time on my phone just because maybe I get more impatient or, you know, I'm just less present, like you said, mm-hmm. with, with people. And so, yeah, that's funny you bring that up because I can relate to. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, John. So I know you got to get out of here soon. Yeah. Uh, I just got a couple more questions yeah, for, for sure. you. Um, as, you know, a stud golfer, man. What? Oh, shoot. There goes the camera. Yeah. <laughs> as a uh, stud golfer, you know, is there anything... Um, that's any books, any courses, any outside information that yeah. has really benefited you or anything that you took away that, you know, someone could take, you know, really enjoy? Yeah. Um, gosh, it's been a while since I've read any kind of like, you know, golf books per se, but, um, one book that like I loved going through in college, it was called golf sacred journey. Mm. Um, and, and, and right. And I know they have a movie on it. It's called seven days in utopia. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, just kind of super encouraging. I know I love to kind of go through that every once in a while. Um, I, I like anything on, you know, Bob Rotella, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think has a lot of, of great, great books. I can't remember the titles, but I've read a few, a few of his that have been awesome, but, um, yeah, I know like one book lately, it's not necessarily like tied to golf, but yeah. I think just like a book lately that I read a couple of weeks ago, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I don't know if you've heard of it. No, um, it's awesome. Great book, um, just with kind of the world that we're living in, right? Like it seems like everyone's always in so much of a hurry, but not only from like an athletic standpoint, you know, I think it'd be super helpful, but also just kind of an overall life approach and like, you know, how you can eliminate that hurry from your life. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's a recommendation of a book that I would say was a good one. Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah. yeah. I sounds like that's something I could, cause I get yeah. stressed out when oh, I'm not yeah. going forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. is there any other, I guess just general books, anything that you really um enjoyed yeah i and you know you know i'm trying to become more more of a reader growing up like i i i did not like it at all and so i'm trying to become more of a um a reader and so right now i'm in the middle of of a book called the search for significance um Mm. so that's been a good one i think i'm four chapters in um but gosh yeah um not any really that specifically come to mind but yeah. Yeah. I've, I wasn't growing up too. You couldn't yeah. get a book in my hand, but now I'm yeah. just trying to grow, build up the little library here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to dive yeah, into a new journey, is. you know? Yep. Yep. And, and one that I have gone through recently, right, is um, it's called The Genius Life. Okay. Um, and basically it, it kind of um, uncovers a lot of like nutrition, lifestyle, and just kind of like overall, right? How do you live like a genius life per se? Um, so that was a good one. Yeah. Well, we got a couple wrecks in there. I'm going to have to put those down. Yeah. All right, bud. Um, do you have like, you know, we've talked a lot about your purpose. Yeah. You're doing, do you have like a mission statement or like a why statement? I know that's kind of helped me. Is there something specific that you kind of have for yourself? Yeah. You, you know, for me, you know, how do I like, like, how do I love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind? And how do I love other people and show them that? Um, and I think that that's kind of my mission, right? Mm. And, and kind of daily, whether that is, um, you know, just being an example of what that looks like or being out and being present and, and helping people kind of understand that. And so, that's kind of kind of my purpose, you know, in, in, in everything I do, how do I work hard for the Lord so that other people wouldn't see me, but they would see his glory. Um, and so that's kind of my my purpose and mission statement, I guess you will. That's, that's a really yeah. good one, yeah. man. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, 
So, John, appreciate having you here, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Really, I mean, just, you know, what you've already done for me and just kind of your little nuggets. What you sent me after the State Open was really awesome. I needed to hear that. Yeah. Because I was feeling a little down and sorry for myself. Yeah. So I just want to say, you know, thanks for what you're doing for all these people. And, you know, thanks for this path that you've chose. And just gratitude for coming on, man. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. And and one thing, I just want to, I want to ask you a question. Sure. So the state open experience, yeah, kind of how you know what was that like for you, and kind of you know, you know your takeaways. Um, um, I just want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I actually just posted a little oh, you uh, did? lesson nice. for it, but yeah, okay. dude, it was unbelievable. Like, yeah. so when I started golf, you know, four years ago, like you know, playing, I would probably shoot if you if you put me in the Minnesota State Open, one hundred and fifteen, <laughs> maybe one hundred twenty, and I was playing your local course from you know six thousand yards, shooting you know ninety five. Yeah. And to be able to go on this journey, my whole goal was just to be able to play with some of the best. Yeah. Like, it's not about, you know, anything else. I just want to be able to play with these guys. So being there was just one of the coolest things. You know, I didn't have the best two days, but being in that environment, seeing some of these names, you know, seeing these PJ professionals, the yeah. Brent Snyders, these mm-hmm. guys that I really like look up to, I'm like, wow, yeah, they're yeah. here. Angus Flanagan's, you know, it's just yeah. like, it was just so cool. So yeah. It, it's it, it was a inspiring time, you know, watching some of these guys play. I think one of the more technical lessons is just how much better I need to get with my irons and wedges, how close these guys hit it consistently. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to hit a green from 150, and these guys are trying to hit it to you know, <laughs> six feet. Right. You know, so it just, that was, a, you know, a big, and I've kind of known that, but just really seeing them, just how much better I need to get with that, my yeah. irons. Yeah. But one of the coolest experiences in my life. I mean, yeah. I played in a national championship in football. Um, I've had some really amazing places football taking me, but it was that was some the most special yeah. just to be there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and yeah, I mean, I know I shared with you this after, but yeah, just to encourage you, like I could I could just kind of like see the athlete in you, right? And and like you know, we didn't meet each other before that, right? But yet, I, like I knew I was like, okay, like this kid seems like he's a super good athlete. And like you could tell you're super new to just like competitive golf. Yeah. And so to be in that situation, I was like, dang, like that's pretty sweet. Um, and to be, and, you know, kind of gain that experience, right. To, to move forward and to be able to kind of, right. Yeah. Get better from that. Um, I could just see that in you. And I was like, oh, this kid's got game. He, you know, he's just got to be patient with it. So yeah. I appreciate that dude. Yeah. And that really helps as you keep going. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like, you know, the last two, three years, I've probably played, you know, 10 or 15 PJ events yeah. and like pro-ams and just getting there, it's just an absolute ramp up next level feeling. Yeah. Like the assistant championship, whatever, you might get some of that, but just like, <laughs> it's totally, that was just like big time feels, yeah. you know? Yeah. The first tee. That's oh. so cool. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine how you felt in some of these big tournaments, some of the <laughs> butterflies in Muslim game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like, I mean, there's some tournaments that I don't, I don't really even remember like what happened at the end, just because you just kind of like, you know, black out in a sense of just like, you know, because you do get the butterflies and you're like, Oh my gosh, what's going on. Um, but yet like when that happens, like that's when it gets fun, you know? And that's when it's really, you you really understand like, okay, like what do I need to improve on? You know, just because like, it seems like you're able to identify that a little bit in that, in those scenarios. 
And then when you do play well, that's when it brings the best out of you. Yeah. So the ball's going a little further yeah. oh, and yeah. the shots yeah, are a little yeah. crisper. Yeah, you get the adrenaline, you're like, oh, you know, it would be an eight iron, but I think I might hit a wedge now. <laughs> yeah, and then it sure. works and you're like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, but that's awesome. Well, the last question here. Yeah. Um, and you can take a little second if you need to. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, you're down the road. Yeah. You're uh, you're married, or you're doing whatever you want to do, yeah. and you have your kids, your family. You've kind of yeah. really fulfilled your purpose, yeah. and you feel like you're being the man that you want to be. Um, you know, and you have your kids with you. Say they're you know 11, 12. They're starting to learn yeah. about the world. They're that yeah. young, curious age. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you can only tell them three things. You know, oh man. You got yeah. your three kind of life lessons or your three tips to that young kid yeah. that doesn't really know anything. Yeah. Uh, what are those, you know, three life three. lessons you would tell them? Well, f- first one, I, I would say love God and, and, and continue to just, you know, immerse yourself in the word. Just be encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second, which I know you're a big proponent on, right, is to be grateful, mm. um, you know, in all circumstances. You know, I think it's, it's easy to, you know, just kind of feel you know, a sort of gratefulness when things are going well, but, but to also, you know, even when life does get hard to continue and to kind of just immerse yourself in that, that gratitude. Um, Hmm. gosh, number three that, oh man, only three things is tough. I feel like I could go on for like 10. Um, I would say, um, to surround yourself whether, you know, with, with people you love that you want to be like. Um, and I know I, I, I've been told, you know, you are the five people that you spend the most time with. And so for them to spend the most time with the people that they want to be like and that are going to help them grow and become a better person, um, whether that's family or friends. Um, yeah, so, so those are my th- three things for now. But they could change, right? <laughs> they always will be changing. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Hey, John, it's an honor having yeah. you on, buddy. Hey, hey. thanks, Austin. Yeah, Woo! that was awesome. Thanks for having me on. And that's a wrap, my friends. If you are not inspired after listening to John, well, I just don't know what to tell you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You know, really appreciate you guys. And uh, if you haven't given us a rating or a review yet on uh, Apple Podcasts or any of the platforms that you're listening on, please do that. It really does help us boost up, grow, helps us reach more people. So as always, appreciate you. Let's go get it. Let's keep working. And we'll talk to you next time. Woo!